Hello, and welcome back to Real Horror Show. I am your host, Samantha, and I am joined, as always, by the Stormy Skies. Well, he- hello! Hello. Hello, neighbor. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what accent that is. I think it's... It's like Midwest. <laughs> Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Um, so we're back this week, our first movie of 2021. Um, big news coming out of 2021. Netflix is releasing a new movie every week, so maybe one or two of them will be horror movies, and we can actually talk about something relevant and get more people listening. I know, right? Yeah, relevant. I mean, like, Sam and I, we're dead, so we have a lot of time to just watch all the movies on Netflix, yeah. but that doesn't mean that our listeners want to do the same thing. They want to watch what's happening and what's timely, which is exactly what they should want. <laughs> yeah. But it's always timely when it's on Netflix, because Netflix just has such a wide array of movies to select from at any given time. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> um. For any any taste, pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, have you have you been out driving at all this winter? Um. Uh. No. But I heard that something was going on with you versus the ice on your car versus not having the proper de-icing equipment. <laughs> all right. So, I do have an ice scraper. It just sucks because it's like three inches long. Oh, and man. it kind of got absorbed into my car. I'm not sure where it went. Nice. <laughs> um, That's awesome. <laughs> so I do have one. It's just lost. And I, I've put off buying one because David is a good partner and generally <laughs> scrapes my car for me. He just mm -hmm. didn't one morning because it wasn't snowy. So it was just frost. But it's fine. It's no big deal. I just sat in the car listening to podcasts until nice. it defrosted. But you have like a newer car. Did it defrost in like a pretty good amount of time? Yeah, I'd say it defrosted pretty fast. I feel like my old car, which is now David's car, was yeah. a little better at defrosting. Oh, nice. That's good. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. I just, I don't like the ice scraper I have because it's three inches long and my hands get cold because the snow gets all on your hands and... Mm -hmm. Yes. It's and kind even, of pointless. Yeah. And even if you have like gloves, like what if your gloves are like cotton gloves? Then if they get wet, then they're wet. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, shit. So you have to take your gloves off. And then you're like, my hand is already cool. So it's just like a lose, lose situation. Very. It's a very first world problem, but it is. I cope with it. Yeah. But I haven't done any illegal U-turns lately. Oh, well. Me neither, but it's so funny that you mentioned U-turns because that just so happens to be the title of our first movie of 2021. Yeah, <laughs> I find it odd that you haven't made any illegal U-turns because I feel like that's every single stoplight in Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, you can make, yeah, like some of them you can make a U-turn and some of them it says like, it has like the symbol, like the no U-turn and, uh, but you just say fuck it in Pittsburgh and do it. Yeah. The same, it's been like almost a whole year since I like had to do that you know what I mean <laughs> so like I I remember I didn't do any driving in Pittsburgh because it terrified me because <sighs> y'all's intersections are like a single stoplight and seven roads using that single stoplight yeah it's really not the best at all and that's why I like living up here north of Pittsburgh because it's like 
a four-way stoplight like it's supposed to be you know what <laughs> i mean so up here i don't have to do the legal u-turn but it has been done when i lived down in pittsburgh yeah well hopefully you didn't get cursed <laughs> yes that's the one thing about our u-turns here is that when you do it there's no ghosties yeah waiting to curse you <laughs> so this week we're talking about the new filipino filipino horror movie U-Turn, which is a remake of a 2016 Indian Kannada language supernatural thriller film. Um, there isn't a separate Wikipedia page for the Filipino <laughs> version of the movie, so I'll just use the little tidbit they have here for the 2016 film. It was released on pay-per-view on the 30th of October 2020, and U-Turn became the first Indian horror movie to be remade in the Philippines. Nice. <laughs> well, first Indian movie as a whole to be remade, not just a horror movie. Right. Well, that's really and cool. Yeah. It is the second Kannada movie to be remade in five languages after the 1986 movie, Anu Raga Era I did my best. I'm sorry. It was, <laughs> it was the sixth Kannada movie to be remade in a foreign language and the first Kannada movie to be remade in two foreign languages. It's so. pretty cool. We did. We had a cool. We had a hot pick, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right now, since I don't always talk about this, sometimes I do mm -hmm. in the mini show. It currently holds a four point four on IMDb. Hmm. Like out of ten. Yeah. Oh well, it wasn't that bad. I think it was all right. Yeah. No. I. <laughs> I'd give it like maybe six out of ten. I have some too, yeah. <laughs> I have some very valid complaints, but there is also a lot that I enjoyed about this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like your complaints probably like directly parallel with the moments I left the room during watching or something. Yeah. But <laughs> let's let's like dive right in with some acting. What do you got to say about the uh, acting? It was um, it was really good. Um, not a lot of complaints about the acting. I thought it was all very believable. My complaints, if I have any regarding acting, falls more onto how certain characters were written, like the lead woman. Uh, uh, yeah. What is her name again? Oh, Donna. Shit. Yeah, Donna. Donna. Apparently. <laughs> okay. Um. My complaints lie with Donna and just how her character was written. She's our leading lady, but I felt like she was a very weak, oftentimes borderline damsel in distress leading lady. She was so timid. Yeah, timid is the right word for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. And I liked the acting. And I liked that there was like, um, there was like a handful of characters and they were all very like comprehensive. And whenever they mm -hmm. did like, deliver their lines we could really like see how different they all were all the people um yeah and um yeah this movie like we saw in i think pizza in 1920 london other indian horror movies we've watched mm -hmm. um there's a lot of code switching with the languages they'll be speaking their native language and then swap fluent like with ease into english and it's kind of the same thing with Parasite. I'm not sure if there's like any significance to that or just that's yeah. how it is. So they want to represent that in the movie. 
Yeah, that was like a big thing I wanted to talk about because I found it like so um, it, it was like really amazing to like he- listen to while you're reading to, to like reading subtitles. But yeah, um, like just how easily they're able to do it. And that's something I do admire about uh, people who are able to speak multiple languages. Yeah. Sometimes they just have no issue code switching and speaking in both at the same time, practically. Yeah, and you know what? This movie had like a lot of the code switching. And you know what, Sam? In the beginning of the movie, when the in the beginning there's like the girl who does the U-turn, when she's on the phone, she speaks in English for like her mm-hmm. first couple lines. And I was like, oh shit, is this like just an English film? And they're just in the Philippines. And then mm-hmm. they started to do the switch, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> it was like really, it was really amazing. So I enjoyed hearing hearing that. It was really really different yeah and then looking once again at all the character names on imdb they're all anglican yeah type names donna kevin robin drew eric anna or anna oh yeah albert yeah donna (laughs) um just interesting and i guess i don't know a whole lot about the philippines culturally i know about blue yeah Uh, that's the big thing i know about I know a few things from watching Amazing Race and 90 Day Fiance. Oh, cool. Which those cultural aspects of the Philippines didn't make it into this big budget movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of understand why usually international films want to show you the best of their country, not necessarily the quote unquote poor parts of the country. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of mopeds in this movie, which... Mopeds oh, yeah. are a very popular form of transportation in the Philippines. I know that much. Yeah, and they're they're pretty cool because they're like probably way less dangerous than like a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. They don't go as fast as cars and motorcycles. They I think their max speed may be 30 miles per hour. So Oh wow, okay. <laughs> uh, there's this one guy where I live who oh. drives his moped on the main roads and oh sucks to get stuck behind him yeah because you can go like max speed is like yeah 30 miles per hour and like a 40 yeah that's not cool yeah but yeah no major complaints about the acting i think they did great with what they had Mm -hmm. um biggest complaint wise is how timid donna is of a character yeah and um she is like a I, I understand that they're trying to make her out to be like this longtime journalist who like never got never got cut a break. Um, but I would expect her to have built up this um, like a, a bit more being being a bit more like aggressive mm-hmm. in a way or like passionate. I mean, she was like cute and bubbly, but I wouldn't say mm-hmm. that's the same as like her being like extremely passionate. Um, right. Because she kind of like got the phone call from her boss about the stories and then took care of business instead of like seeking them out. So yeah, yeah, definitely. She's not a character of um, direct action. I think yeah, the most direct action we got from her was when she went to go report on one of the quote unquote suicides mm-hmm. and she lied about calling the police to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Even- that was like in the, like an, in the moment, like, Oh wow. She like tricked them. <laughs> yeah. And jumping into story a bit. Yeah, let's do it. Even with the climax of the movie, Mm -hmm. she's still timid. She's not the one who resolves the conflict. This random character who 
we've seen a couple of times in the movie. He's the one that resolves the conflict. Right. Yeah. Is it the like auto body guy? Yeah. Uh, Blue. <laughs> Blue. Yeah. Blue. Yeah. That's his name. Um, yeah. It was. It was him who resolved the conflict and. Yeah. Shit, man. Yeah, not she, her. She, she was right. she was on the floor begging for the ghost to kill her, not her fiance. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like solving the mystery. Yeah. Ultimately she ran instead of trying to fight back, which damn. I liked this movie a lot up until like the climax of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Because it gave me a lot of ring vibes. Oh, okay. You got you got this mysterious curse. You got a pretty young journalist trying to put the pieces together, mm-hmm. and uh, her husband ends up. I really wish they had killed her fiance. Like I <laughs> would have preferred that, but not every filmmaker, not every film industry is ready to go with an ending that dark yet. And I accept it. I just wish they had done it. Right. Right. <laughs> Because that that's one of the things I like about The Ring the most, right? Yeah. Is it's not really a happy ending. Yeah, that film is gnarly. And it's known for j- just that, what you said. Like, her um, baby daddy dies right when they get back together. And they realize that the curse isn't lifted. And the only <laughs> way to keep themselves from dying is to keep making copies of the tape. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that... I should watch that movie again. That movie is like, it's still a classic, although it is like um, from many years ago. It still like holds up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, ha- I haven't seen Ringu. I started Ringu, but I haven't finished it. So I got to. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Do, <laughs> do that. I just want to. Part one, part two. Be, I got to be transparent as a horror critic. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know what, listeners? Horror critics probably just like do that too they just like take breaks and do like one part two parts so it's all good yeah it's just the way the story follows donna who's a pretty young reporter who writes for i'll say a buzzfeed type website yes because they're obsessed with the virat virality yeah of yeah. the post tweets and shares and uh you know yeah yeah and <laughs> so that gets her entangled with a series of mysterious suicides going around in the Philippines or her city. <laughs> At least, excuse me. Excuse. She's got a boyfriend. Yes. Who also and works there. Who also works there. Yeah. And her brother works there, her twin brother. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And her, her <laughs> twin brother ends up being one of the victims. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You just need and, to watch these movies. Like, <laughs> And she briefly gets a taste of her own medicine of when other reporters creep in on her brother's suicide. Oh, yeah. They're creeping in. She's getting mad. And she's like, don't ask me if I'm okay because I'm obviously not okay. And she storms out. And I was like, come on. You were fucking doing this to other people, Donna. I get you're upset. But. But Donna, what do you expect? Yeah. You kind of started this started it and they're just like trying to be as good as you so they're doing the same thing so you only have yourself to blame i know it's a remake but there's a lot i wish they would have done with the exploration of media exploiting victims of tragedy that would have been a nice like a nice angle to have and like that's kind of that would be like the downfall of their media or that website was like they were just obsessed with Mm -hmm. getting those shares no matter like 
their consequences to the family members who are of the dead or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically what happens is there's this road and if you make an illegal U-turn on the road, you become cursed and killed by a mother and her daughter who died on the road because someone moved the barrier and they crashed into it. Damn. Damn that person who moved the barrier. And we find out who it is later. <laughs> it's and it's a, it's a pretty s significant kind of pointless twist because, like I said... Yeah. <laughs> the first twist is we're led to believe that it's Donna's boyfriend, Robin, who moved the barrier. And she didn't realize that until they went to their townhouse and she saw the address and she's like, oh shit, the ghosts are coming here. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but I didn't move the barrier. I gave my car to someone else after it broke down. And yeah. turns out Blue, the mechanic, is the husband of Elise, the mother, and the father of Anna, the daughter. Yeah, she and <laughs> he's the one who ended up killing them. And I don't know, at that point, I felt like it was getting a little convoluted. Yeah, it kind of did go on for a little longer. I don't know, it just felt a bit a bit dragging on um, yeah. after... Like I, like, like I said, I really like this movie. I thought it was beautifully shot. The acting was decent. It was like the whole climax part of the movie that lost me. Yes. <laughs> it, just, yes. it was him, but no, really, it was him. And we spend too much time with the ghost and her, her ghost daughter. Yeah. And they're and, like, I don't want to do revenge anymore, mom. And I was like, Oh. Yeah, they're having a straight-up conversation and, like, this is not what I want from my ghostly revenge stories. I know, I don't want you to suddenly, like, become really, like, a logical ghost. <laughs> yeah, I don't want you, like, walking around and having conversations. That's not, that's not at all what I want. I want just a mindless, vengeful spirit. Yeah, absolutely. I want you to be so mindless and vengeful that, like, no matter what, you're just, like, just gonna kill anyone that gets in your way. Because your purpose is yeah. now to haunt the U-turn road. So damn. Yeah. Don't get rid of your purpose and become logical. Anyway, damn. <laughs> but everything, I did like everything though. Because it was like, it was a fun movie. And the beginning was was fun. Because they do tie, tie in like the beginning. Like, I guess you want to say like a vignette of like that uh, younger girl with the boyfriend. Into mm -hmm. the events that happen later. So I'm glad they did that and didn't like kind of yeah. leave that astray. Oh, and I really, I really like that opening too. Me too. Um, yeah. Again, it it reminded me a lot of The Ring, and I like The Ring a lot. Oh yeah, The Ring is a good movie. Like, if it ever comes, is it on Netflix? If it goes on Netflix, Sam, like you know, it, it was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it still is. You're supposed to be in charge of that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've lately. I'm gonna have to put that in my bullet journal for next week. I will do. I promise you. <laughs> I promise, Sam. Don't get mad. We'll make sure that for our next episode after the mini-sode, our uh, preparation work will be complete. So I'll have like more free time, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Awesome. It does. On the docket, Sam. And I think those are all the major plot points of this movie. There's a lot of like filler in this movie. Mm -hmm. Even though it wasn't very long. It was about 90 minutes. I guess it was ni only 90 minutes, but like when that climax did happen, it did kind of seem like one it long. It dragged. Yeah, it did. It, it, was it like one long end scene? Because maybe that's why, but it did drag. Yeah, once 
she found the address of the guy who moved the barrier and killed the ghost. Mm -hmm. It wasn't so much of a twist because I was like, oh, it's definitely going to be her fiance. They're going to reconcile and they're going to be happy for like two seconds and then the ghosts are going to kill him. But then that didn't happen. And (laughs) yeah, we get another 15 minutes of Blue confessing what he did to the ghost and her daughter, which speaking of the daughter... Didn't do much for me, scare-wise. Her makeup looked like a Party City Halloween makeup. It was just, like, messy a little bit. And, yeah. When we see the flashback of the car crash, Anna, like, goes flying in the fucking air. Yeah. She should be a lot more mangled than she is. Straight up. And then, going back to the, the scary kid, like, scary kids in movies, when done right, are quite terrifying, but this one just wasn't given enough attention yeah, to make us be like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't realize there was a child until halfway through the movie. <laughs> yeah, because um, she was just so, so forgettable, not even scary. They're just like, oh. Yeah. Okay. And there, I think it was the scene where her twin brother is killed, where I thought the makeup on the mom looked really good. Where I even reacted like you because it just looked gnarly. But then going back to the climax to complain, we spend too much time with her and you start noticing how cheap the makeup actually looks. The camera focuses too much on her. Yeah, that's another complaint I actually had too is um, we see the we see the ghost too much like their faces. Yes. Like like they're just regular old people's and they're not yeah. i want to be scared and if i can see that it's it's makeup i'm gonna lo- it's gonna lose its appeal to me yeah and i'll use um another horror movie kind of went under the radar i think it wasn't super great mama from 2009 oh, i want to okay. say mama. um there's a ghost in that and 2013 we don't 2013 there was a short film it was based on that came out earlier um but we don't spend a lot of time with that ghost you know it's there and it's a good thing we don't spend a lot of time with it because the cgi looks really bad but the parts that are terrifying about it is she is played by um an actor who has marfan syndrome which is a, a syndrome that the physical um effects of it are super long mm-hmm. arms and appendages. Uh, Michael Phelps is a good example. People, I don't know if he's come out to say he has more fans, but people have speculated just given the size of his hands and torso and okay. arms and legs. Okay. So they're very lanky. And uh, this particular guy, he also <laughs> can move his body in very unnatural ways. Ah. Which works really well in the context of the movie. And because we don't see a lot of close-ups of that ghost, it's terrifying when she's on screen and she's like twisting her arms all around. There we go. Uh, Hi. We'll it's 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 actually been about a week, like four days. Our recording bot broke. We're back. We're we're back. Um, uh, we were discussing U turn, and I believe Stormy <laughs> was going to start talking about the suicide victims 
yes. and the gore. A yes, absolutely. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we're just here to kind of just, just like finish our thoughts um, ab about that and then wrap it up with some realistic aspects and then call it a, call it a recording. So uh, regarding the suicide victims and the gore, that was one takeaway I really did like um, uh, whenever we were talking about the uh, just production of it. And um, I, uh, the, the first thing that, that did like kind of take me aback is uh, the first suicide victim, which is the, the young girl who's from the beginning of the movie. And yes. she like killed herself, I guess. But um, there's like a big pile of like vomit in front of her face and like her face is bloody too. So it's like this double whammy. And I was like, whoa, like, because we don't see really much of the sort. Uh, until then and then she has this little camera thing where she like zooms in on the faces of the victims and i was like wow this is getting pretty like gnarly and then they continue that uh throughout all the victims and then she has this little the, like handheld selfie cam where she's like getting like zooming in on the victim's face and i was like whoa so um that was one thing that i really um i, I really did uh like seeing that when it occurred on the, on screen. <laughs> I agree. I, I thought for the victims, at least the gore effects were really good. We talked about this last <laughs> week um, that we spent too much time on the ghosts. So the special effects makeup on them started looking cheap towards the end. Yeah. With the ghost, you're, you shouldn't like zoom in on that. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think I can think of any other production notes other than just agreeing with what you said before, how it was shot and it was really pretty. And it, it was like, it was a good looking movie, you know? So um, yeah. I, I have no other like negative comments or anything regarding any of that. I agree. Um, yeah. When we get to our meh, ah, uh, yeah, and what the fuck. I'll go more into depth with my overall thoughts of this movie, awesome. mostly because it's been a week and I need to refresh my memory. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you're cool, do you want to move on to just uh, some realistic aspects as we are a real horror show? Yeah. Um, I think the most realistic aspect would be how the ghost died, which is some asshole moving a road sign. And then because of that, a vehicular accident occurs. Yeah, just like carelessness. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> um last week or the week before I was driving to work and on the road I take to get into work, there was just a stop sign in the, off to the side of the road laying on the ground. I'm like, hmm, I don't remember where that's supposed to be. <laughs> oh man. That's concerning. It is, yeah, that I, is concerning. <laughs> it definitely wasn't for me because I take like an interstate route, but it belonged to somebody that could easily T-bone me. Yeah. Like, was it just like kind of laying down on the ground? Like it got knocked down? Yeah, that's what it looked like. <laughs> oh, man. And then they happens. put it on the opposite side of the road. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So you're like, well, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's like the movie. <laughs> yeah, because shit like that does happen all the time where, especially back when I was in college or grad school, here they would change like the stoplight patterns or put up new stop signs mm -hmm. and you know muscular memory you don't remember those being there so yeah you don't necessarily notice them 
and you look like the asshole because you've been out of town for six months. And yeah, that's a great point. Like the muscle memory thing where you see you said like driving the same route until like mm -hmm. they change it. <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, every, back when we were in Radford, mm -hmm. um, every friend we had that would come visit us d while the sun was setting because Radford is in the West. Mm -hmm. So when you're driving into Radford, the sun is directly in your eyes and they're like, how do you guys fucking do it? How do you not crash? I'm like, I don't know. I, we've been driving it for five years. <laughs> Just like close your eyes. <laughs> we kind of know where shit is. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that um, that's an excellent, excellent uh, example of a realistic aspect of this film and like an accidental death that can cause like a forever vengeful spirit and the child of a vengeful spirit too yeah um, well, why couldn't why yeah. couldn't he like after he gets ready to do the illegal u-turn just like put the barrier back yeah usually people i feel like people usually do put it back at times you know what i mean um yeah most people aren't completely terrible yeah because like they know it's supposed to be there for like a reason so they're like oh fuck well like i'll move it but i i'll put it back um so maybe he would like didn't care or was in a rush there's just yeah um, and even worse, it's his family that has to suffer yeah. the consequences of his carelessness. Yeah. So like, that's just all the worse. Um, so, uh, hmm. let's see. Oh, I, I don't know if this is realistic at all. Um, hmm. I don't know. Would, would you say a realistic aspect would be like having to do with other people thinking that a family member committed suicide, but actually like you know that that's not the way they actually died. Yeah, I think I think that happens all too often is someone will be legitimately murdered, but police will write it off as a suicide just by because of the way the person died. Right, right. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know it's <laughs> happened. Yeah, it just seems like I know it, it's a little out there, but it is like I feel like that is like a thing to to make note of yeah and then your family spends the rest of their lives trying to get justice for you yeah which is just like just then everybody is just not happy you know it just like causes this huge disruption and they could have just said like oh well i'll investigate for one more day and figure it out like no, you know yeah. <laughs> so um uh so yeah that's why we have the these shows called like um unsolved mysteries where like the cops didn't bother to solve the mystery so everybody else has to do it and it takes like years and years yeah justice yeah sometimes the police aren't actually good at the investigation portion of it which is why detectives are called in because they're actually crime scene experts and don't walk through the pools of blood call them in yeah like step step through it and touch stuff yeah um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, I don't really know if anything else is like extremely realistic. Maybe like, <laughs> how about this weird realistic aspect? What if you worked at the same job as like your brother and your like fiance? Wouldn't that be weird? That would be really awkward. <laughs> like, like how? How the heck did that yes. happen? <laughs> like everybody like has this. the same job. You know? Around here, there have been a couple job postings at companies. I would enjoy working for, um, probably 
Um, they would be full-time jobs with benefits, but I don't want to work there because my friends work there and I just, that's weird and I don't want to do that. Yeah, that would be very bizarre. That would be like, yeah, that's, um, and not just in the same place, but you'd have the same job too, because they're all like journalists. <laughs> and like, what if one of you gets fired? Then everything's going to be awkward at the family dinner table. Super awkward. <laughs> You're like dinner at the Baldwin house. Right. Yeah, it's super awkward because like everyone's getting judged at like how good of a job they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just, so I feel like that shouldn't be something that mixes. However, I'm not familiar with the culture of that area. So maybe that's like a thing. Maybe. Um Let's see, what other household would that be like? Take a work. <laughs> like the Hemsworth household after Chris Hemsworth got the role of Thor instead of oh. another one. Oh, yeah. Shit. I forgot, I forgot the younger brother's name. Liam. Liam. Yeah, Liam auditioned for Thor too, but Chris got it. So I'm sure Australian Thanksgiving was Australian really awkward. Australian Thanksgiving. Pretty mellowly heated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, that's all I can think of regarding the realistic aspects. Um, but uh, I think if you're cool, it's it's a good uh, time to move on to our grade. All right. All right. Um, so I'm giving it a meh just because I thought uh, the lead female was a fairly weak character in terms of um, just personality and... Mm -hmm what she was actually doing. I felt more like things were happening to her rather than her doing them herself. Um, it was very pretty, very stylized. And the biggest reason it gets a meh is because I was really looking forward to watching a Filipino horror movie, just a new culture for us to hopefully get like more perspective on local folklore, but finding out it was just a remake yeah. was kind of a... It was a bummer. So, I mean, it's worth a watch because yeah. it was very pretty. The gore was good. Um, but overall, just meh for me. Yeah. And I, I would uh, second that meh. So we have two meh grades. And I would say meh because, like what Sam said before um, in recording part one, um, whenever you're watching this movie and you get to the climax and you're so excited to like be like super scared, it really just just uh it just doesn't work it doesn't work well and um you mm -hmm. become like very uh just like bored yeah you're bored and then you're like disappointed too <laughs> so the gore is good but then where where it matters on like the actual like demon ghost whatever it's uh it's it's it like lacks. lazy yeah it's, it's too much too because we see it too much so i just want um yeah so that and then Yes, absolutely. The main character, if she had a bit more passion, I could really just um be really, really engaged in watching her actions. But she didn't take any actions. Like Sam yeah. said, she was just reacting to stuff that people were like literally handing to her. Yeah. All those things brings it down to a meh from an oh, yeah, that fucked me up. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. And I think we're ready for the end notes. Fabulous. I just so happen to have them open right over here on the screen. So I am cool. just 100% prepared. It's, it's <laughs> been a week in the making. I know. 
and then after like two weeks of preparation, it's it, it's going off without a hitch. Mm -hmm. All right. Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Today, we learned that whenever you move like a barrier on the road, please, for the love of God, put it back or you'll kill your family. That's, that's yes. what we've learned. <laughs> or strangers. That's, yeah, or strangers, but you never know if it's going to be the rest of your entire family that dies and then they're going to haunt you. That's yeah. legitimately the thesis statement of this movie. <laughs> yes. Um, yep. Anyway, like what you hear, you can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, and iTunes, and Pandora. Really, really like what you hear? Follow us on Twitter at Horror Show Pod or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at, Horror Sh at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found. RealHorrorShow.com Want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at RealHorrorShowPodcast at gmail.com Want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, submissions are open for our yearly anthology called the October Monologues. Check out the submission guidelines on our website and send us your creepy shit. We love horror, and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list if you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, buy us a coffee is the button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily, and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. Are there, is there any other pertinent news? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but please enjoy our first movie review of 2021. Um, our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. And this is Real Horror Show signing off. Bye. I love the creepy doll that always follows